urban life. Neighborhood banter. Pull up a seat and pass the time. The Dukan Show. Hosted by OT, Tuflis, Urshad, and Reem. Welcome to the tribe. Because we were so much in people's faces in yeah. T3, um, I really went silent on Insta. Like I didn't post did. stuff. I didn't mean to. Yeah, I just got happens. like caught, like caught up. But in, the thing in is, meeting I stopped people. creating my own stuff. Like yeah. I create content for the kind. I'm like, oh, let me share. It. But even just sharing, so I just copy paste. No, I'm like, gonna I do it today it because there's a lot of great stuff that happened. There's a lot of great stuff to share. But let me tell you, I didn't notice it until this morning. I'm like, hold on a minute, because I was interacting. We were doing fa- Facebook Live. We were doing live yeah. stuff, and I felt like like I'll, that was satiated. Like I know, I've interacted. It's funny because like I always used to talk smack about those who would have like a thousand unread emails and whatnot and I'm still gonna talk about them because <laughs> Yo, inbox zero is a serious problem <laughs> no because that. the thing is that like yeah at the end of the day yeah I had like a lot of messages and a lot of emails that I needed to get back on and all that but like if you are not that busy and you have a thousand notifications like a thousand emails in your for inbox for some people it's very stressful I like can't. for some people I can't uh, like I have to clean it out go back to zero no but you're not afraid of your email like for some people it's actually anxiety uh, inducing yeah. to open emails and have discussions it's actually something maybe I don't know what it is but I've had like quite a few discussions with people about it it's I, I don't have this anxiety yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm generally at inbox 20 like it won't yeah. be zero there's about 20 no I gotta clean it out Omar's at like inbox 562 God. <laughs> yeah because he saves things and emails them to himself for later reading but <laughs> yeah. that does not look like there was any later reading being done yeah bro i'm like there's an app for that you know like there's there are feeds <laughs> yeah app, but but it's for, actually called read later yeah exactly there's an app for that it's called read later you can read it later it's good <laughs> and it consolidates it all in a nice format in aesthetically pleasing format yeah. and i get that like sometimes i'm like yeah i'll read this later but I just don't want to see that little red bubble with a number on it. Yeah, but you're all. like you're you're. I don't I don't I, the word the word OCD is incorrect, but the term OCD is what I'm going to use for you right now. You're a bit OCD like that. I am. Like, but I I'm not. I can let it run, be, but I also read and digest very fast. Like I yeah. have a big appetite when it comes to emailing problem i can't be on email constantly i block it out like four hours a day or five hours a day which that's is, what that's I do. the perfect hustle like now yeah. you're organized you have a yeah. structure like i have this thing where I, I try not to check emails until i'm about to leave the house like while i'm at home i don't go through my emails it's a really good and idea i try to, to avoid that. like sometimes you realize some days i'd respond to you earlier in the day sometimes yeah. i won't it's because like i decided that morning i'm gonna avoid my phone and people and technology it's for a, a good idea hours. to have that space yeah eh? so i try to disconnect in the morning the most because like that's my time yeah before i kind of get on the hustle so so why are you so cranky in the morning then <laughs> i just like, have my like, coffee me, or tea me time yeah. is cranky time. <laughs> me time is great no i need some me time like going from like d3 was amazing our yeah. stand i couldn't be so i couldn't be prouder i couldn't be happier um meeting people who Yo, i've uh, just the seen people that came by, online like, i loved every single one of them like the, and and that's why i went silent on yeah. instagram and on facebook because i was interacting in real life which is where i live my life yeah. you know um and, and this we were thing aggressively that, interacting 
like, we were, and it Rami, was phenomenal. Rami came up to me. I think there was like a moment where it got a little empty. You were talking to somebody, and I slid to the back to eat. Just for a second. Like, just get a quick bite of my sandwich before coming back out. And Rami got a hold of me, and he was like, like you guys, you tag team very we well. We do. We Whereas, do. Like, it's like, everybody comes in, they're interactive, they're liking it. I'm like, somehow we it, met. It we works. have no plan for that. Yeah. But I think it's the nature of our relationship, like the way we work. Exactly. And I think also, this is something that I was telling. Um, I think it was Carlos the other day. Yeah. We feel time differently. So I feel time the same way you feel time. Like yeah. it's not enough. And if this stand is going away, we only built it for four days. So every single interaction counts. Exactly. And you did the same thing at Cannes. We do the same thing at the Lynx. Yeah. Every single interaction. Like and sleep I really is a waste try. Of time. Gotta yeah, do it. yeah. Lunch is yeah. a waste of time. Like, yeah, exactly. I sit, I look at you, I want to know who you are. I want to know yeah. how you what you think of our stand. And I really think yeah. but when I when I say the stand, the stand wasn't just the stand. The stand was uh, a reflection it was an experience and um the fact that if you looked outside from from you saw the concrete d3 which is beautiful but it's concrete and it's yeah. modern and, and then you went in you had you our experience right and what i loved is apparently somebody told me like you can't have stuff outside your shop at d3 oh really but we did we just totally tossed like, that we stuff just, outside. We, we just put them outside security <laughs> came for like 15 <laughs> seconds and, and then they just let us they do just gave us a side eye and balance which yeah was cool but it was legit because you had the like the card hangout set up on the outside, the bike with the logo yeah. sitting at it. And then you come in and the mail list was always full. It was you always, always full. You always had people hanging out at our mail list. It was always right? full. And I'm into I that. I loved it. And I'm into that. And you know what? I've got to admit, between all of us, um, the I, I was so proud of our culture and yeah. our community. And it was a moment for me to really reflect and say, what are we doing? What are we doing here? And what we're doing is extending our culture to people and reminding people that when I say culture, it's not the Arab culture. It's our culture of peace and community and love and music and music and and fashion. It was really something formed. And these are all objects, elements of what defines culture. And we kind of brought all that back together. And what I loved about it was there were two statements I was looking to get. And I love the fact that I got them in abundance. Yeah. One was when those who grew up here come, or even those who didn't grow, grow up here, but just like other Arabs from other parts of the world, they come and they say, this reminds me of their childhood. The smell reminds me and of my the childhood. Smell when and the they told us that. And the nostalgia. My heart Yo. like, just beamed, you right? know? And then the other one was when non-Arabs who've never experienced it come and see it, they get it. And when we got to... Uh, when, my favorite thing, and I, I obviously over the days and any conference or any stand, you build a spiel because it becomes the easiest way to explain why you're there and not want to waste anyone's time. Uh, So I had this like story that I began in the side of the store and I wound all the way around and I I loved that practice. What was your story? What did you tell them? It began with, uh, you know, the spices. That's, you know, traditionally, and, and it's true, traditionally women in the Arab world don't buy spices in bulk. They go downstairs every day or every other day and have the spices like fr- because they're usually freshly ground yeah and uh the 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 
the owner of the store will sit outside, watch the kids, and no be centers of the community, offer advice, offer comfort, or no comfort at all. Yeah. But they're a figure in the community. And then I, I went into the thatch weaving, which is part of like yeah. the culture. It's the aesthetic in a lot of the homes. You mm -hmm. see the baskets, you see the, the fat, you know. And then I went into the pearl diving net, which was up in the yeah. corner, which is so traditional to the UAE culture. And then I went to Chips Oman, which is, <laughs> you know. And you went then, from like, oh, this is culture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I went and by the way, this is Chips Oman. You have to try well this. And we were giving it away, you know, for free. And obviously, uh, bootleg Oreos and all of those My things favorite. that I really fell in love with telling the story of, yeah. you know, your average kid would try and scrounge together five dirhams and him and his friends would get a, a, like a 12 pack it's, of, yeah, it's of like Arige. what David was talking about. Yeah. yeah. Like, we celebrate it, but it's just. No, ghetto. but it's the truth, you know, and all you wanted <laughs> was like days. 20 durhams, right? To like figure it no, out and you would two. do. Yeah, exactly. But if you had 20, you would feed oh, your friends. Oh, if you friends. had 20, you balling yeah, out Yeah, you control. would feed your friends, right? Yeah, you'd feed the neighborhood. And and then on top of that, and this is something that I, I really wanted to say is like, we thought of everything. And when I say we thought of everything, Jamie walked into the store and said, that's the camping gas that I use. That's correct. <laughs> you know, and he said, is yeah. there a fan thing? And I'm like, yep, there are fans, fan things, there's whatever. And, and, and then we had a very interesting thing. Thing, which was goosebumps because oh, goosebumps yeah. was actually available <laughs> in the arab world a lot At of people time, don't yeah. know this and most people who walked in whether you were from north america from europe from whatever that, that book, book was your childhood was a part yeah. of your childhood and they were available in the country everybody and it was up. very interesting to be able to have that conversation yeah. um and then on top of that to discuss looking out and saying this tension of looking out and seeing the concrete and looking yeah. in and seeing this cultural home yeah that's my tension that's what that's, I feel. That's, that's what the I tackle. Bedouin. Yeah, uh -huh. Uh -huh. yeah, and that's the neo Bedouin, exactly. Yeah. That, but that, that's exactly it. that's who we are. That's our neo Bedouinness, if yeah. you will, because. It's I'll sort of like this is where you came from yeah. and this is where you are today. And Sean right? uh, posted and so obviously we were going Facebook Live every day. Ooh. We were we built a program which is really interesting from a production three camera setup. A three camera setup that goes live to Facebook showcasing the most renegade some of the most renegade design some yeah. of the we talked design we talked culture um, and it was really a celebration of what I think you and I believe which is we are a movement that's not represented no. and if if there's a semblance of peace that is going to come through media, it will be through will this be movement. Th exactly. I'm not afraid to say it. Now I'm not afraid to say it. You before, were before? Not that I was afraid, but I could hear doubt somewhere, hmm. only because, uh, not because of who we are, but rather because, does it resonate? And if anything has come through in the past you know, few days at D3, A, it resonates, and B, people are hungry for it. Yeah. They want to have these conversations. They want to hear us speak about things. Interesting. Uh, you know. That's never... The, does it resonate was never the question I had in mind. Yeah. Because when I built it, I was like, you know what? This is our truth and it resonates with me. I, I love that so, you thought of that. I love that that's so how that you did it. So that was the birth of it. And then my only question was, would people gravitate to it at D3? Because... Because it's just, it's like, it, it stood out really like a out sore of thumb, place, but right? Don't we? Yeah, exactly. But that's what we do. And, 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 and someone actually, Sean said, you're on some MoMA, Steve. Yeah. And I was like, yes. That is so accurate. This is accurate, it? actually. Yeah. It, it is a reflection, a cultural reflection of the tensions that, that we tackle every day. Yeah. Um, not just as third culture kids, but as expatriates, as people in a modern Arab world. Yeah. Um, and I actually found that voice in. When you have to say something over and over and over again, it becomes distilled. 
and it becomes truth. and it becomes refined yeah. and and i didn't find my truth i cleaned up the way i said my truth which mm. is a very different thing because my truth is this and i have been here for 70 episodes telling you my truth yeah you know it's not that it's that i had to face a human being not just you in in a, in a but you actually studio. yeah but you actually had to tell the story and and what's fascinating is i was I, honest yeah. i said i don't speak arabic as well as i should i can read and write and i can understand but that tension is there because I was bullied when I, you know, I love being able to tell that story. Yeah. I love being able to say that's my honest truth. Mm -hmm. And uh, Dukan is more now a medium for us. It's really a beautiful capsule to it be is. able to tell this Finally. story, you know. Yeah. Um, and one of the things that I really recognize is how many women came up to me and said, I really appreciate your voice on the show. I'm always too shy. To say something because by the way our listeners are savage <laughs> like, they are. Like, our listeners they, are very like savage. if you're if the guys who are posting they're they're lovely and they're wonderful and they're accepting yeah. but i think that if you have something very vulnerable to say that's a one-on-one -on -one conversation that's not a mm. you know that's not a public this is what i'm going but through. you've been vulnerable i've been vulnerable and i'm proudly vulnerable um and i always will be it's mm. part of what i believe is right but it's you know? good to, it I mean, that's really good to know that they're there and they're listening, right? But now yeah. my question would be, okay, great, you're listening. Come through. Let's contribute. Let's, let's do figure something, it out. Yeah. Right. Because and, and we've extended quite a few invitations yeah. to and come I, through. And I always will. Yeah. Because from the beginning, they were always knew there needed to be a female voice. Right? Yeah, you did. Um, and I said that to you even when we met before you came on the show. Um, and I was always part of this, uh, the practice because I knew... That's the one thing I can never represent. Yeah. I could be welcoming. I could be open to it. I could um, address it from my point of view as much as possible. But that would never be a female voice. I hear what you're right? saying. Yeah. So that's why I knew that needed to be present. And it needed to be present, but in power. Yeah, I get that. Right? So that was in itself a journey to find that kind of personality. So the fact that when we met, you were very open and you were very vulnerable and very articulate so like okay there was something there i still didn't want you on the show at the time no i don't want you on the show <laughs> <laughs> no, <I'm kidding>. but, <laughs> but you know you had the right packaging of what would be a good voice because it was i would assume that if other w women hear it they feel comfort in that i i always you know as some people ask me why'd you go to law school mm. and the reality of look at everything i do even when i didn't know i was doing it my yes movement is the subconscious prerequisite but voice is what i actually say. yeah i i that's what i care for uh, i wanted to be an advocate that was what that's you know obviously what i when you get into the law you quickly realize you you speak less than you than you can but i thought that was what i wanted dance is is voice uh writing is voice yeah so for me voice and owning my voice is probably my life's journey that's probably my life's journey. And it should be everyone. It should be every woman's life's journey. You know? Um, Your voice got to be heard. Yeah. But I appreciate uh, coming on the show and being a part of the show is one thing. But then looking at what we do every day and how we do it. And then going in public and feeling, oh my God, they get it. Not that they wouldn't get it, but more that I'm so grateful yeah. that they do. 
that we have this platform that we, they do you know, do it. That, my expectation you know, was like they'll get it in the sense like oh that's cool. I like it's what a you cool guys are doing. But like, is what no, I like, thought. No, no, people's no. eyes lit up and like they open up and the way they spoke about it was like like I felt their excitement. Yeah, and there I'm were like, deep conversations like, that were happening in, in our like, You actually get it. Yeah, you know, like that excitement that I saw in them. I'm like, yeah. And and there when when I I remember there was a moment which I always do when we have an event, we I sit very far back and I look around and yeah. I just am living in that moment. And it was a moment where Walid was sitting down talking and to Shebani yeah. and they were all Moha in the majlis. There, yeah. uh, you know, Rami was like redecorating some areas of the space. Rita was cooking. And I just thought, isn't this perfect? Right? Isn't this? If everybody could see the Arab world as this, then I will have done what we've set out to do. That's and it statement. was absolutely beautiful. You sit in the majlis. And when um, my friends, Mina and I, our friends, Mina, Isa, and the little boys came Yo, over. And the boys played with the bikes. The yeah, exactly. And I met those boys when they were born. Like, the day they were born, I'm at the hospital to meet them. Yeah. Because they're a celebration of an extension of, of me, really, yeah. uh, through my friend. And my friends. And uh, seeing them in the space and watching Issa say this is correct this is my yeah. childhood I, I felt that, like, so he's proud walking that we around, done like, it right documenting bits and pieces of it himself and like you know the kids running around like going for the candy yeah. jar and you were such an amulti <laughs> you were like feeding him candy you were like you IV'd him candy Yo. I was like what do you need Come, and he's like there's yeah. a potato and you're chips like, yeah, and no, you're like, you were like I have we have video of it we're like well, you're like one he's like only one and you're like no no take two <laughs> yeah. like, no no you want three you yeah. want the purple and I felt like Mina like giving me the mom side yeah of, she's cool she she's has so to cool. deal with like kids high on sugar right yeah. now and I just kept giving him candy but like the kids got it they got it and and that right? was and so how, how old are they they're they're three and one and they got it they right? totally and got the it the parents got it yeah and Mina who didn't grow up here got she it she got it and and this is something that was deeply it, it really moved me very deeply right. how phenomenal well how phenomenal we what we were doing is yeah. you know um, and then speaking of culture the next day I helped uh, Carlos get some of his content across the line to in in the apollo and by the way for those of you who are listening if you're in new york city please go to the apollo take a look how long is it there for it's there until the 28th yeah. and i gotta tell you if we're talking about culture and what it yeah. means to reflect culture please go and watch uh, go Honestly, and see um, experience the space experience you've, you've, the... you guys have really worked hard on it with carlos and I, I did funny enough he was on the show a year ago oh was it a year ago yeah. really okay it's been ooh, it's time very flies, poignant isn't right? it so yeah I, I wasn't I didn't work on it with you guys as much I, I tried to isolate a, you from it because it was, was a bit floating. hectic it was a bit yeah, hectic yeah I was just yeah. floating around and like seeing bits and pieces of it and I mean what you guys have managed to pull off in a very short span of time his leadership and culture phenomenal. listen to his episode again like right? I tell everybody there are milestone episodes Danny Neville <laughs> Fahad El Buteri Carlos, uh, Carlos Tyrone yes there are milestone like there are episodes are, yeah game changers Narcis that talk about uh, odysseys yeah. that tell us about our culture and, and our culture is yeah and the, and our culture is yeah. not an Arab culture it's a culture of peace and resistance simultaneously yeah. and this is what I'm trying like to explain that. peace and resistance you know yeah. um, and, and love and courage you know and, and, and that's what D3 and everything meant to me. And speaking of love and courage, last night, 
uh, with no help from Akawi at all. <laughs> we, you, you ended up speaking at, um, you were speaking at the university. And what I loved was seeing our family come through. Yeah, you know, and listen to you reveal we cause culture. We you. love you. Where, where else will we be? Well, if Akawi's not at our talk tonight, I'm not speaking <laughs> to him ever again. No. no, but I think that's part of it. Is that yeah. you know, um, we are advocates for culture, our culture that's not represented. No. So we're defining it exactly. And it took me a while to kind of package it that way, where it's. It's condensed in a way that I talk about it very briefly and yeah. people are going to get it. Yeah. Because to sit and explain cause culture... Would take days. It's, it's, a, it's, it's a, a thesis. Yeah. It's a thesis, it right? It's, it's like a result of a thesis. Exactly. exactly. And I think that what, you, what we need to do and what you did yesterday was for the first time to yeah. an audience say, this is cause culture and yeah. this is why we exist and this is why it needs to exist. And I think right. it really resonated yeah. very deeply. And like, I loved Carlos's comment when we do, were doing, you, guys, you were recording the Insta Live of my yeah, talk. Yeah, that's right. Oh, by the and way. The beginning of the Insta Live video, Akawi, <laughs> first of all, obviously, when you put back row crew in the front row to record things, Not good. we don't change. No. We're just now more offensive because <laughs> we're in the front. I so, wasn't faced by one day. No, no, of I enjoyed course. it. But like, we were, to- there was a panel, we talked over people. <laughs> like, right? Akawi was tapping the screen so mm. it flipped and it showed very inappropriate parts of me. And we would giggle <laughs> and then turn it back rather yeah. than like apologize. But lucky for you, by the time this episode goes live, it's it'll not, be long gone it's be long gone be but of, we will release it later I know some of you scenes it. so we can we can cut we can <laughs> yeah. cut that part out don't. but instead of me correcting him or no, saying you, you giggled. I just giggled I snickered and then I turned <laughs> it back to you anyways so, so what did Carlos, Carlos say I love that he's like, he's like you provide culturally cognitive strategies culturally cognitive like, strategies damn condensing you know and what? this is this is what I'm saying it's correct you yo know? like when he's when I saw that comment later I was like it became there was a light that like, was it for me I was yeah. like yeah there was a light to it I yeah. loved it but what does cognitive mean you know how culturally cognitive aware yeah. and tune the artery is flowing properly right. all of these things mean. and when I look at the work Narcy's doing Narcy's been on intercept with Naomi Klein yeah and like, this is the work of the, our culture that we need Yo, to be celebrating and I, I realize as Dukan we We've now gone through pretty much a year of amazing people, almost a year. So we're going to make a point. Uh, I'm saying it publicly, so I hold myself to it. When people do great things, we're, we, we're we going to be sharing it. We share and celebrate every bit of it. We do try to yeah. on 5 minutes Show Face, and we as do try to uh, on the live shows. Yeah. But I think that there has to be more of a, uh, a statement, a statement yeah. to be like made. Like, how do we scale that for them? Exactly. And, how, and be and a part of that. The celebration. A part of that celebration. Yeah. Because that's what we're about. Yeah. Like, and I really I really like that. And so for me, um, our, our teams are heavy hitters. Our people are heavy hitters. Yo, and I'm so very proud yeah. of... You know, the amazing work that we're doing to, uh, when I say we, I say we like, we are tribe, you we know, are. but all together, um, oh, we celebrate many things we this did. episode, we did. this this late episode. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we like, celebrate. We're really sorry for the delayed, delayedness yeah. of it, but like it needed to happen because, you know, we celebrated cause culture. Yeah. And finally the world got to... Kind un- of see it. Not yeah. Kind of see it. Because for a while, like, we've been working on the low. Like, we're yeah. like, you know, we kept it low and we're working in the shadows about it. And finally it's on a public platform now um, where people can understand it. And, like, they get to understand the three key elements that went into naming it as well. Which yeah. is that we do what we do because of culture. And that was our justification because 
is the most powerful word in the English language. Yeah. And it is also a movement of we cause culture we and cause cultural culture. change. And this for me is the proudest statement. Yeah. Because if you ask me what did you do for the past two weeks, I've been I feel like I've been causing culture. Right. And that makes me so uh, scared and proud at yeah. the same time. Yeah. And the last one, which was a call to action of let's cause culture, which is what we're doing now. Yes. So today is the call to action. And exactly. you know how life works poetically so good. in some way. So, good. Uh, so the first <laughs> one was because culture, which is the can. And, and the second one was, yeah, yeah, the second uh, talk was last night where you said we are, we cause culture. Yeah. And today our third talk to the world will be. A call to action yeah. so if I, I always look at the signs in my life to see if we're doing something right um, at times of extreme burnout which I <laughs> by the way uh, I'm, I'm gonna tap out for a few days uh, yeah. next week but also uh, because I'm looking at it and I think the universe is telling us go yeah. you know and we have to yeah. and all of all of our listeners have to as well breaking the fourth wall and all, of all that. the good stuff all that good but stuff. but it is um, the point of the talk today yeah was to put is going to be to put a call out yes and i think it's only fair to put the same call out on the podcast here more than anywhere to yeah. be honest like people got to be part of it they got to hear this which this is, is a formal call to collaborate exactly we're making this movement and it's not about us as in reem and i it's about us the collective us everybody yeah. that is part of it this is a call out to collaborate if, you need to be if part you of are it. one of us let us let us put positive messaging out there that shapes the world against the status quo that tells us we are under under fire, that we are supposed to live in fear, that we are not capable of being big enough or strong enough or anything enough. Um, this is a formal call out to say, yeah. if you have something to say that will counter that, then we want this to collaborate is, with you. And this is where we do it. Yeah. So uh, I think we should put an excerpt of your talk from last night because it was phenomenal. Thank you. Um, let's see what... Let I, And it's also going to be available on our Facebook channel and our yes. YouTube channel, which we'll, we'll be put, dropping them soon. Um, the YouTube channel will just be a repository for for all of By the, the great stuff I we've think, done. I yeah. think that's the best way to go about it. Like we, we over we've been overthinking. I think overthinking we've been overthinking it. And I think the next move like thinking out loud now, I think the next move for our YouTube channel, to be very honest, is where we just dump all our videos for public availability yeah and a way to archive everything we've been doing. I agree. And yeah. and and uh, we'll move into live streaming there as well. Boom. Done yeah. Okay. Let's do this. Strategy consultancy and content development, right? So, 
where it all started, this is a fun journey, right? Um, what a lot of people actually don't know, I was not gonna end up in advertising by the time I was about to graduate from high school. I was gonna be an aerospace engineer, so I could've been that dude right there for the same But the blue jumpsuits, all the tech wasn't very exciting. The only reason I considered it at some point was just because of peer pressure in the family. Uh, we tend to be in the aviation and shipping business across the board, so I felt the need to do that just to fit in. Um, and it's a struggle that I'm going to talk about later with Dukan as third culture people with the idea of trying to fit in but not really at the same time. So I felt that pressure to do this and then I decided, you know what, that's not who I am. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to figure out something that works for me. I didn't grow up in a ghetto or projects as Nina tried to do. But what it actually was, uh, when I was in high school, Part of the journey of trying to fit in, I experimented a lot with the hip hop elements. So I DJed, I tried to rap, which was horrible. I was b-boying at some point, and like it was it was it was horrible. But I experimented with it, and I found the space where I actually wanted something where I could express myself creatively, but at the same time, I wanted it to have a business element to it, because then I can you know kind of impress dad and the family's product. That situation, which is a common struggle, if I'm not mistaken, we've all been through. So, advertising kind of made sense, you know, because the hip hop elements, I could expand them into creative concepts, right? So, for example, DJing is manipulation of sound and music, right? MCing is poetry, it's literature writing, right? It's stage performance, right? Um, what do you want? Uh, B-point is body movement, it's exercise, it's a, it's a form of art within itself, it's dance. So when you kind of start to break them down, you get to understand them further. Like I could develop an entire university syllabus just based on these hip hop elements. So that, I wanted that. I wanted to be able to do that, but in a different context. So radio was a big part of it. That helped me understand music a lot better than I understand communications a lot better. That helped me even get to know different people. And at the time, somebody told me something really interesting, which was that pick up a hobby, an activity, a passion project, whatever it may be, outside of what you're going to be doing. Even if your business is your passion project, play the flute or something. Find a side project where it has nothing to do with your business because that's where you develop opinions. That's where you interact with different people. That's where you start to understand things that you might not usually get to experience if all you do is your job, right? So diversify as much as possible. And this is my diversification. Our purpose of existence is to become a home for the others and the voice of third culture kids. And that kicked off as a podcast, an online sonic experience, where the show begins and ends in the middle of a conversation. Because ideally you're passing by, you hear some guys hanging out and you want to come and chill with them. Right? So that's kind of the idea. And that's what kids started this. So from that show, what's up? So how's it going? <laughs> so <laughs> that show kind of became this opening gate for a lot of things that we do. And I'm gonna get into a lot more details in a second. Cause culture came out of this. So as I mentioned, cause culture is a communication strategy. I hate to say it's advertising strategy because it's not. We develop communication solutions beyond what you think advertising is, right? Me standing up here and talking to you now, this is a form of communication. One of uh, Dina's students earlier was presenting some absurd ideas that he wants to do with paper and it's such a philosophical concept that it blew my mind, right? That's his form of communicating. Because it's either I'm gonna write something on paper, I'm gonna talk to you, I'm gonna show it to you in a video or an audio format. It could be anything. So advertising needs to expand beyond that and that was my goal, right? So that the name and the visual identity, I'm not a designer. 
um, business school, but there was a lot of depth that went into the name, where there was a justification, anything we do, we do because of culture, <laughs> right? And it's a movement where, as a creative class, we cause culture, and we affect cultural change. Between us, having your ears on the ground and being involved in movements is the most powerful thing you can do, right? And your culture actually does cause culture together. It's a very big idea, but the execution of it is micro, where you, everything you do day to day, you gotta be at that soundboard where you gotta stand and say no, right? So culture matters, and you gotta pay close attention to it. So, to tell you guys about what we actually do, right? Because I feel like I was talking about like this whole world. Uh, to break it down a little bit, we design and conduct a lot of workshops, we do a lot of trainings, everything from Competitive analysis, market insights, getting to know the people is something we do. And this has been heavily powered by what we did for Dukan, especially for these markets. Like I took time to master and understand the UAE, Saudi Arabia, and Oman. And by the way, operating in this market, let me tell you guys, you're probably smarter than a lot of the people you're gonna meet. This is something uh, we spoke about as part of the IAA and our trip to Cannes. In the classrooms we were in, out of 20 students, we were three guys from the Middle East. Everybody was from the from Europe and the US. We're probably the most interesting ones. And we're, if I don't want to, just to brag, we were the smartest ones. Because when we create ads or we create any form of communication, I'm talking to at least 22 countries. Take this room alone. How many backgrounds do we have here? Look around you, right? So I can advertise Nikes to you the same way I'm gonna do it to Hafti or the same way I'm gonna do it to Rio, right? So then that is very challenging. For them, it's A, it's all the urban black community in America. Piece of cake. If you take the entire state, it's a lot easier because you're just gonna take them all that. Whereas in one space, I can give you so many different people, right? And this is where culture is key and this is where we play. Another example of a lot of works I've done is trend documents and market analysis. Thank you. I don't know about if you guys are certain time. Yo, I'm gonna keep going. You guys are probably done. I'm almost done, I promise. So, I get overexcited when I present. Um, so these were just documents that were studied in the market and we actually got to understand the way before you serve it, if you will. Right? Um, talks and trainings, like the one I'm doing right now. Inspire, right? Um, and how will your products stand out? This is, this is the arena. If you work in any FMCG, the Jati, good luck to Because like, this is where you guys play. How are you gonna stand, everybody's creative here. How are you guys gonna stand out? And that's the question you gotta answer. The new Bedouin Hakawati, for the non-Arabic speaker, Hakawati is a storyteller, but the advertising industry diluted the term, but that is why we stick with Hakawati, and that is who we are. So, that term came to life, and we expanded our content because we're an internationally palatable sound. I speak like this, so an average Joe or an average Mike will know what I'm talking about, and when I talk about Dubai or the Middle East, at least they get a clear idea of what the news telling them, right? Right? Like, it's that how it works. So, involve community, community, community. You know,
like that one too. Hey yo, hey yo, son, why don't you represent where you're from? Some do. Some dudes been on that, okay. but rapping in an Arabic just ain't me. Man, I can barely speak. My mother tongue was snatched from me at a younger age. Packs the American to have Italian bananas. Speaking slang out in Saudi. That niggas call me out for how I'm sounding. Motherfucker, let me be. And I ain't been back home to the motherland where my mother asked. So a nationality ain't something that matters to me. And anytime you ask, I say I'm from here. Well, for the last 20 years, I've been sleeping, eating, shitting, and breathing. Got a problem with that too bad bashing me when i solve it fam and i ain't got time to explain got music and money to make and hoes to save huh cause i need shit to write about just to make a mill at west to make it out it's all this dead y'all yeah it's like that y'all God bless my bigger brother for that Graduating mechanical and he top of his class And all these moves that I make that seem too abstract We'll pay you off one day with these raps and that's facts Just that broke dude that work next door But can you please donate some sex to the poor? <laughs> one day we'll be driving in the crazy whips I ain't gonna be working this grave shit till I'm 86 I ain't gonna be pushing this broom I ain't gonna be staying in my friend room There's only one bedroom that I call my layer We was VIP, baby, imagine that
Get 